This is the kind of hot nonsense he puts at the beginning of the show. At the very top of the show. Makes himself look real good. Every time. Yeah. If I tell a funny joke, it'll for sure make its way to the front of the show. Yep. And if I tell one, he'll tell it at home later and put it in the back. <laughs> put it <in> the back. <laughs> the 15 minute pause. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. I'll be your co-pilot today. Yes. Oh, you've unseated Jesus. That's, that's right. Oh, well, he's dear. already taken the he wheel. Is, he's usually been my he's been my longtime co-pilot, so I Oh, is it so he was driving, that's why there wasn't a second set of footprints on the beach. Because <laughs> he was on the highway. He was in a dune buggy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Dune buggy Jesus saving <laughs> souls. I'd, I'd watch that show. Hey Dave, I think we got company. We do. Uh, we're, hey, we're joined a return guest. That's crazy, right? Yeah, Hi. It's, it's good to be back after 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> so Eric Fell is joining us. Hi, Eric. Hi. Yeah, Eric Fell uh, is the uh, co-creator of The Gentleman Hecklers, co-creator of The Critical Hit Show, uh, and uh, many other... Uh, Laser Chat? Is that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Laser Chat and <laughs> such things. Uh, delightful fellow and why he is with us today not that we have to have an excuse yeah. uh, but uh, our old junior high school uh, has decided to have an open house for some reason 50th anniversary I believe and uh, we're all going together because we Dave, David and I were one year apart and we were not right. friends back so in we didn't know high. each other because that's junior high yeah it's right? a million years a apart. year a year is way too weird oh, and how God. and how far apart were we uh, Eric you went to Burnsview as well yeah I went to Burnsview in uh, 88 oh so yeah September 88 uh, quite a quite a difference because I would have left there in 82 so that means I would be 83 yeah okay so now we've all said that we're three old guys and, uh, <laughs> now you know that and guess what we're gonna be talking about the past. Yeah, then we're going to move on to the weather, yep. and this damn music nowadays is uh, <laughs> right afterwards. But, but Eric, you were saying uh, before we started doing this that you, you were there for grades, and if you don't want to talk about any of this, that's fine, but you were there for grade 7, and somehow you quit. Yeah, I was at an elementary school in grade 7, and I got, uh, you know, I quit. I quit school in grade 7 a couple weeks into it. There were a lot of issues at that school with those teachers. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Non-disagreement. Yeah. And, uh, so that was, yeah, that was Richardson Elementary School. Okay. And then went to, uh, you know, took some time off to find myself as a 12-year-old. Bummed around Europe. Bummed, yeah, yeah. Which my dad took me to see Die Hard at the Stanley Theater on, like, a Tuesday. Oh, that wow. That was, like, Pretty the nice. best day. Okay, it wasn't just because it was the cheap day. No, sorry, it was a Wednesday. Oh, well, nice. Oh, Moneybags McDad. Okay, fine. <laughs> Not going for 250 Tuesdays, going for the full uh, price. Okay. Yeah, it was at the Stanley Theater. Yep, very nice. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so then they just decided, hey, let's, uh, let's put them in grade 8. And as long as I was uh, 12, <laughs> I was 12 years old, right. going into the 8th grade with a whole bunch of strangers and uh, who were all older than me. Yeah. And of course, um, that you know, that, at least I was tall. 
<laughs> had that going for you. I had that right. going for me. Yeah. That, is, that is also the uh, title of your biography, At Least I Was Tall. At Least I Was Tall. That's, good. That's a good title, actually. Yeah. Put that in your pocket. I, I did not quit uh, junior high school, but I did uh, what they call now quiet quitting. <laughs> I just like completely tuned out and then spent as little po- time as possible there. Uh, did a lot of uh, writing fake notes saying I was sick. Oh yeah. To the point, and the only time I got caught was when my mom wrote a real one and put some spelling mistakes in there. <laughs> so they went, well, this looks fake, and they uh, called her up and uh, she went, no, it's real. And like, oh, okay, well, our apologies. We're just worried that he's sick so much. What do you mean? <laughs> and uh, there you go, oh, Johnny oh. Johnny Wink busted. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. Um. Yeah, I was uh, I was a dedicated schoolgoer. So, not that I like enjoyed school. I was just very social. So I liked I liked talking to people and meeting people at school. And, uh, and yet you were saying that you spent some time in detention. Yeah. So that well, that was because there was a really serious conflict in my life, which was that uh, Funorama in the morning. Or Frisky Frolics. Frisky Frolics in the morning, right? That's right. Funorama was at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, yeah. Both so. on KVOS 12. <laughs> uh, network that was in both Vancouver and Bellingham. Well, it was actually a Canadian station, but it wasn't allowed to operate in Canada. So the people who owned it opened it and started it up in Bellingham. And then just broadcast across the border. Right. So And it to, would show cartoons. It would show whatever was cheap and rerunnable, yes. Right. And a lot of cartoons that you can no longer show now. <laughs> Droopy. Uh, ah, Droopy, Droopy, you probably get away with, but there's a couple other ones. There's, they a, few, were like, there's a few Tom and Jerry's that. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. They did. Even when I was still list, watching them, they did change the voice of the of the maid. So it seemed an odd choice, but because then there was like this lady with you know the kind of drooping stockings speaking in sort of a posh voice. Yeah. <laughs> And then dropping dice on the ground when she was scared. Oh, is that like, it? What's that remember. all about? I don't remember that. Okay, fair. Yeah, there was a there was a, a, a young man uh, who would uh, chase a magpie, and that was another... Uh, and listen, the magpie was great. Mm. Uh, the design on the kid, woohoo, yeah, not so anymore. I do remember those. Uh, there was a lot of that. So anyway, you would watch this in the morning. Yeah, so, so unfortunately it ended just when school was starting. So I was always like five minutes late every day. Uh, and eventually they... They told me that I shouldn't be late, and I was like, well, you know, the cartoons are going. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, like, like, you guys, it's your choice to start earlier than elementary <laughs> school. So, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time in detention. A good solid three months in detention, because I just wouldn't wouldn't listen to them. Now, here's my question to you about that. Mm. Uh, wouldn't being in detention then stop you from seeing Funorama at 4 o'clock, and then aren't you losing more cartoons uh, by seeing the five minutes of cartoons that you're uh, getting out uh, early for. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't that long. But I, th- I think it was like 45 minutes or something that we stayed after school. Okay. It wasn't super long, maybe even half an hour. It was it was as long as the vice principal wanted to stay after school, which probably wasn't that long. Right. But so, what was interesting was I, I was sitting with like a lot of older kids who were lit- you know, were literally bad. Like <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what I was, just disobedient, you know. Right. But then there were kids who were in there for much more serious offenses. Would Probably you say not they were the library uh, book. bad to the bone, like ba bad, ba ba bad, bad yeah. to the bone. Yes. Okay. I would say that. Now, one thing that now, when you went uh, to to Burnsview, uh, uh, Eric, let me bring you into the conversation. Ba bad to the Burnsview. Um, did they have a smoke pit then? 
Absolutely. They absolutely <laughs> had a smoke pit. Was it the best part of the school? There was a smoke pit? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it was, it was the best part of the school. And, you know, when, when I would go and to, uh, you know, have to stay after school or, or do whatever, um, we called it DT. Did you call the attention DT? I don't think so. I, got, I, can't, I can't hang out. I got DT. <laughs> Which sounds like you got the DTs. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah the, kids, the kids, some of the kids that were in there were, were, were trouble. It's like, oh, good, I get to sit in a room with my bullies. (laughs) One kid used to uh, sit on his roof and um, throw um, discarded uh, aluminum can lids at at people when they were walking home. Like, Like he'd flick them at people off of his roof. Okay, so these would be the sharp-edged aluminum can lids. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's nice. these, that's right. These were these, these were proper proper bullies. Yeah. And uh, then there was uh, me with like, what you got in your bag? What are these? What are these comics? Yeah. These comic books. I do remember roof bullies, which I don't think there are that many of anymore. But maybe <laughs> you know, maybe I lived in a, in a more apartmenty uh, area of town. But yeah, there'd be like. You know, hey, Boothby. I'm like, what's that? Ah, oh, the roof bullies are up there. And I think they've all been replaced by crows. Yeah. Yeah, the roof bullies fly over Vancouver at uh, 4.30 to 5 p.m. Yeah, it's actually kind of beautiful when you see them all yeah. going to Richmond. <laughs> That's funny because I, I they remember They call them a murder of uh, uh, Murder bullies. of roof bullies. I remember them more being uh, car bullies when I was... Oh, Okay. Like, I've had several times of things being thrown at me from cars, including sure. a full can of pop being thrown at me. I also had a Slurpee thrown at me from a car. And it landed and it hit me, but didn't, like... I guess they thought it would, like, explode on me and I'd be all soaked with Slurpee, but it just, like, the cup just hit me and then it fell on the ground. It's like, oh. That was an, unrela- an unrelated thing. I was at a diner in Vancouver, and uh, we watched someone steal a bike. And we watched someone oh. steal a bike from, like... they, they Someone had, like tied their bike to like a pole yeah, and yeah. someone came in and uh, lifted the pole up and took the bike yeah. and we're like oh and we called uh, the police saying hey was his bike stolen it was like oh okay we called the non-emergency number and so we go out to wait for the police and they ask you if you could call the emergency number yeah could you and I was like and, and by the way what is it they don't tell us I'm like oh they should tell you uh, so so we go, out, nine. we go out to wait and then unrelated uh, some people go by in a car and throw eggs at us we could just get hit by eggs. Oh, my God. And so we're like, pow, 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 pow. We're like, fuck, what? And just then the police show up. And we're like, hey, so what happened? I th- we just got hit by eggs. I thought a bike was stolen. <laughs> yes, but unrelated to that, we just got hit by eggs. We're here for the bike. I'm not charging the egg people. I'm just covered in egg and dealing with that right now. So it was, just, uh, it was weird. Uh, yeah. Um, I also saw shot at, not with a gun, but with a... Uh, uh, paintball when I was at a gas station in Agassiz one time. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Like, I didn't even realize it. I just heard a noise and then I I was just standing there filling with gas so I was making, the machine was making noise and I just I heard this sound and then I, I looked at the side of the car and it had this big, big paintball mark on it and I was like, oh my god. Just a little bit of yellow got on my sleeve. Could have been worse. Could have got, got on my face. Could have been worse. So, uh, so we're headed to Burnsview. Uh, my reason for wanting to go to Burnsview is I haven't been there in, I guess, 27 years. <laughs> and uh, I, I have sometimes dreams about, like, the hallways and stuff, but I can't really remember what it was like. And I'd like, and I know they've rebuilt parts of it, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see 
what it looks like and hopefully I'll be able to do that that's I want to just see some lockers I just want to get yeah. a general uh, look at the joint uh, it was not a pleasant time when I was there uh, so boo to that uh, but uh, but I do want to see it and it's it's odd to me like one of the teachers that used to teach there who was one of the better teachers is going to be there uh, and that was a fellow named uh, Mr. Moser. Who oh, was Colonel a, Moser. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a. At the time, he was an alderman as well. Mm. Very, uh, very good teacher, though. Yeah, he was a very good social studies teacher, mm -hmm. and uh, he would play guitar with another social studies teacher at uh, lunchtime. And so, if you had no place to be, you could go and watch them play uh, songs of the '60s and '70s. Yeah, I remember Mr. Moser. Mr. Moser was my social studies teacher in grade eight. He was great. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, it's good to get a good teacher. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't always happen, but... I uh, I had an electronics teacher who thought, literally thought that I was mentally challenged. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I could tell that. And, like, one day I made the tragic mistake of putting my shoes on the wrong feet. And that was the end of that. Because the wrong feet were his. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but these aren't my size. Oh. What's the matter? It's my shoes. Yeah, yeah. What? And uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. That was unfortunate. It's like, my shoes hurt. I did that one time going to the <laughs> going to the movies. But it wasn't that I put on the... It's not that I put them on the wrong side. I just put on two different shoes. But I was dressing in the dark in a rush because I was always the, the last person to get out of the house when I was a kid. Right. And so my parents were like, oh, we got to go. We're going to the movies. Let's go, 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 go. And I'm like, get my shoes in real fast. And then we get to the movies and I'm standing in line and this stranger, total stranger goes, do you know you're wearing the... Different pairs of shoes or different set, sets of shoes, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you know what? I was fine until you told me. Now I'm embarrassed." Well, you know the joke you got to do. No. I have another pair at home. <laughs> I wasn't a witty child. Yeah, that's the that's the joke when you find out that you're wearing uh, mismatched socks. So looking forward to seeing Gus. And it was the, a, I was going to see Gus. The field goal kicking mule. The field mule? goal kicking mule. Yes. Okay. All right. So which came first, Gus or Mr. Ed? Because Gus was Mr. also Ed. a talking... Gus was a talking whore, uh, I mule, I don't think right? so. I think he was just a talented kicker. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's two mules? There's Francis the Talking Mule, which yeah. I think Clint Eastwood is somehow tangentially involved. He might have been in a Francis movie. Right. And then there's Mr. Ed, who's a horse. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Which came first, Francis or Mr. Ed? That is... I mean, alphabetically, I would Ed. say I would say it's not... It's a... Um, I'd say they're about the same period, time period. Okay. And what about, what was the movie Mules for Sister Sarah? Two Mules for Sister Sarah. That is Clint Eastwood. That is Clint Eastwood. And Are you thinking McLean. of that instead? No, I'm pretty sure he's in a Francis the Talking Mule movie. I'm, 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 Francis the Talking Mule for Sister Sarah. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Two, Fra two Francis the Talking Mules for Sister Sarah. All right. Give it the full title. All right, so was... So Francis, the field goal kicking mule, yeah. was that the air butt of its no, no. day? No, no, he was Gus. The Sorry, field goal kick, kicking Gus. Mule. Okay, it comes alphabetically before. Yes, me. there is. It was Ed, then Francis, then Gus. They yeah. went alphabetically. They went alphabetically. Yes. All right. So, alphabetically. But it was the it was the air butt of its time. I believe that someone says that there is no rule that says uh, a field goal kicking mule can't play in a football game. But it wasn't Jay Brizzo. It was not Jay Brizzo, no. Okay, all right, fair enough. This is this is a a job that anyone can do. Do you know Jay Brizzo, uh, Eric? Yeah, I've run into him a few times, and okay. I remember you told me that he's the <laughs> one who said the line. 
Yes, he is. And I haven't seen him since you told me, so I haven't been oh, able to get Oh, once you know the secret, him. he vanishes. Oh, oh, no. It is elven magic. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but also, you will then see him in every movie that's ever existed. Yes. Like, he can't possibly be in this movie as well. He's not in Kissed. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, he's not in that. Yes, he is. Like, all right. What's Kissed? Kissed was a movie, I believe, about uh, a woman who falls in love with a corpse. Yes. There was a period of... Uh, oh, is that that Lynn... Stockwich? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There was a period of time when... Molly, uh, Molly Parker was Molly in Molly Parker, yes. Yeah. Um, there were only... It felt like there were only weird sex movies coming out of Canada. It was just, it was just weird. And they, they even, like a book came out about yes. it, even called Weird Sex and Snowshoes. Yeah, Catherine, Catherine Monk. Monk. Yeah. 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 And that was around the time I was at film school and really feeling rejected because everything I was writing was, no, oh, this is too silly. This is too funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was also the school I went to where I said, hey, are we going to work on uh, digital video at all? Because I think digital is the way of the future. And they said, get out of here. <laughs> get back into the closet and cut film on a steam back, uh, which I did. And it was actually really valuable. Yeah. <laughs> what was the film school you were at? Uh, Vancouver Film School. Hey, famous for uh, Kevin Smith quitting. Yes. They don't tell you the last part of that sentence when you go there. <laughs> it's famous for Kevin Smith. Uh, you, you find that out the day after uh, no refunds. I, but honestly, it was really... Um, the main thing I took from it was actually getting to uh, physically use film equipment. And okay. Because film equipment. That, that was at a time when, you know, um, you either had VHS quality cameras... Or you had to be rich because film itself is expensive. Like sure, film sure. So I, I count myself lucky that I got to I got to do that. I got to like I said, physically edit film, which was really time consuming but really cool. That's what you don't think about. I was talking with my fr- my friend about recording music. He was he had a he had a four uh, four track recorder in the seventies. It was forty dollars a reel or tape in the seventies. That's a lot of money in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so get a house for that. You had, to, you had to really like think carefully of how many songs you could fit on each reel of tapes. Sure. Make sure you maximize mm-hmm. your. Yeah, and I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, the idea that it costs several thousand dollars <laughs> worth of film to make a ten-minute short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just kept everybody from making films, mm-hmm. and now everybody's got a four K camera on their phone. Yeah. And still, nobody's making films because it's hard. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. you think yeah. like the technology will change everything, and uh, nope. Yeah, yeah. But also, but also, it supplies you with infinite distractions at the same time. It's like, want to make your film? Yeah. Or you could watch anything in the world. Would you like to see something? This is maybe yes. I'll, I'll get to my film in a second. <laughs> this, yeah. this box can make a movie, but it can also show you porn. <laughs> yeah. It can. Yeah. Um, and also, coincidentally, everything else in the world ever that's ever been made that's in, in any way fascinating yeah it's uh, I remember like in, in 95 I was in Halifax and saw an Avid for the first time oh my God. and it was non, non-linear uh, video recording mm-hmm. and it was like so it doesn't go down a generation every time yeah holy shit this yeah. changes everything everyone's gonna be doing everything yeah <laughs> But tapes are still really expensive. Videotapes. So so expensive that almost everything that I did when I was young has been erased because it was cheaper yeah. to bulk erase shows. Use it. Yeah. Which almost happened to Monty Python. But yep. They got uh, 
they got word of that and uh, <laughs> ran down and paid the it. equivalent of the cost of the tapes for their shows. Yeah. It was nice knowing that tapes were more important than uh, anything you could do on the tapes. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's how... I mean, it's hard to think of it that way, but it's kind of like when we went to the Hergé Museum and they're just cutting up, literally cutting up Hergé art yeah. to repurpose it for something else. And you're just like, you know, they, the value was in... The value, like no one saw any value to the commercially... Though what I could see from that would be because it was Hergé art. I mean, admittedly, there was assistants that did a lot of yeah. the backgrounds and what have you. But, like, you could either get someone to redraw this, yeah. or we could just cut it out and uh, put it here yeah. and then build around it. Yeah. That's a big time saver, and the most important thing here right now is time and deadlines and tick, tick, tick. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can see that. But, uh, oh, yeah. Almost everything I did when I was young, gone. Poof. <laughs> Off you go. Oh, so much. I mean... When you think about like all the great British comedy of the '60s that just disappeared up, up in smoke, well, up in up in some sort of humming machine that a big giant magnet that uh, ate it all. Yeah. So, how many years did you go to film school? Um, that uh, VFS, I think, was a full year program. Okay. Um, and it was like eight hours a day. Um, but I had done film stuff at SFU before then, and I think I did some film stuff at BCIT. Did a lot of film film history stuff at SFU. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting back in touch with my film history side in the last year or so going through a lot of older films. Yeah, I'm having fun with that. But uh, I had some important stuff erased myself. I had a stop motion movie I made in the summer of 88. Yeah. Uh, that I made with my Star Wars toys. Oh. Mix it with live action. <laughs> and uh, uh, my friend's uh, mom um, taped over it. Uh, I think it was... Oh, that's, uh, that's painful. Either Guiding Light or All My Children. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure she felt bad, though, right? She felt I bad? I don't think she oh. cared. She had to see her stories. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I had a tape. I had a cassette tape. Like, 90 minutes full of, like, sketches and stuff I did as a kid growing up with a, with a friend. And, mm-hmm. and it was, like, stuff that was so, like, we did over time. Like, my voice changed over the length of this cassette. Mm-hmm. And, then my brother just taped the jam over it one time, and that was that was it. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye four years of uh, hard graft. There's one recording of me with my old voice, kid voice, mm. that I got on 8-track tape, but I'm doing such cringe-worthy comedy <laughs> that it will never see the light of day. I'm doing some, like, David Letterman-y type stuff with my mm. grandma. Mm. Not, not great, um, but it is interesting hearing. Oh, yeah, I used to sound like that. That's it. Uh, Weird. That's weird, but yeah. I do have VHS footage of you from '92. Was this uh, the improv TV show? It was the improv TV show uh, hosted on Delta Cable, where you judged me and my sister and uh, partially. Yeah, it no. was called judging the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and my sister and my friend Tim, who wound up being the drummer for Theory of a Dead Man. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, it was hosted by Dean Hagland. Wow. And you were you were uh, uh, in a like a cool jean jacket, 
<laughs> That's okay. I, I'll go I, that I was in a jean jacket. I remember that jean jacket. I do not believe that it was a cool jean jacket. I'm wearing a cool jean jacket right now. I remember that yeah. jean jacket. Are you wearing the same jean jacket I was wearing? Let me ask you that because I don't uh, know where mine is. No, no, this is about three years old, this jean jacket. I think I just saw a picture of me in that jean jacket, so this is why I'm contesting oh, it. Oh, okay. But uh, I do remember, and again, it's the story I, I tell that people go, aw, at the end of it, which is uh, my, uh, my former uh, drama teacher uh, was there. Uh, of course, like, because uh, it was a high school improv thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, this is nice, because he gets to see me successful. And uh, and uh, this uh, felt kind of proud, and I'm the, the judge of this thing. And then afterwards, he comes up to me, like, oh, this will be nice. And he says, God, you've gotten fat. And I was like, oh, there we go. And uh, that's a kick in the balls. And uh, there we go. Uh, so that was that's the end of that story for me. I, I got well, how was your night? <laughs> I got a better story about him for you. Okay, but I, let me ask you first of all. Yeah. Was it a contest? What was what a contest? Was it a competitive improv night? Yeah. And yeah. did you win? Yeah. Well, you said. Oh, I just, I'm not big on competitive improv. You're not wrong. Yeah. If you win at improv, you've lost. That is true. I agree <laughs> with that. But okay, tell me your story. Um, I think I've told you this before, but Dave, you might not. So when I graduated high school, so in senior high, um, which was just 11 and 12, um, I wound up having this, that same teacher, which is why that drama teacher was there that night. Said that horrible thing to Ian. Um, so on my last day of school, yeah. By the way, I was six hundred pounds at the time, so you know, <laughs> fair dinkum. All right, but continue. Um, sorry, I just watched that Lisa's belly episode of The Simpsons, so that just really—I don't know if you saw that from last season. It it deals with that. Oh, that's true. About. Yeah, and yeah. It is a really, really thoughtful surprising episode. Anyway. And if we're doing uh, memories, yeah. directly to your left right now is the park where I both uh, shot uh, my scene in Happy Gilmore and Lost My Virginity. But on different days. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, catch a subway in your mouth jokes that I'm not going to make. <laughs> Sandler! Alright. Um, so, my last day of school. Uh, the teacher says to me, Eric, come here a moment. That's, that's how he spoke. He certainly did. I want you to find Ian Boothby. <laughs> Go find Ian Boothby. <laughs> that's how he laughed. Right. And he said, you know, oh, he was a student of mine. And, you know, said all these wonderful things about Ian. Oh, that's very nice. talented, very, very funny. Go find Ian Boothby. As fat as a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to spot from orbit. Oh, His shadow weighs a hundred pounds. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I, uh, I really, oh, okay. But I, at that point, I was like, I, I don't want to get into comedy. I want to be a filmmaker. Of course you do. And then uh, I remember that it was stuck in my head, and I was like, oh, that's. I, and I was like, I think I know. I think I know Ian's sister. Very cool person. Yeah, and, Mrs. Trivial. Yeah. And uh, 10 years later, Dave. <laughs> on a night much like this. <laughs> on a much warmer night because it was in San Diego, California. Ooh. I had snuck into the press only area of the Hugo Awards. Well, let me just call the police right now. And uh, the I, Eisner Awards. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the Eisner, not the Hugo Awards. What am I doing? The Eisner Awards. Yeah, that's why the statutes of limitations doesn't run out yet. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Guy sits down next to me and uh, says, uh, "Don't don't tell anyone I'm here. I'm not really in the press." <laughs> I said, "Don't worry, I'm not really in the press either." We start talking, and 
said, uh, what's your name? Ian. Ian Boothby. Yeah. And I went, are you from Delta? And and <laughs> Ian looked at me like I had, you know, sprung antlers. He's <laughs> like, what? And, uh, and of course, he got sent over the bo- to the bongo table. Um, and I'll tell that bit in a second. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, the next day I did see him, and I was talking about because I wanted to maybe write comics or something, and then Ian said, why don't you take a, an improv class? Get your brain going. And that set me on the path to comedy. So Aww. the teacher was correct. <laughs> because when I took that improv class, I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. This is this is what I am. Are you sure? That, okay, I want to just say two things. One, when he gave you that advice, yes. was he shaking your hand and it was a dead zone moment. And he just went, you will meet Ian Boothby. Listen to him. Was it that? No, because my teacher's not Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay, very good. I did meet Bobcat Goldthwait a couple years ago in San Diego. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. I had dinner with him. It was very nice. Um, But uh, the one thing, yeah. uh, I was supposed to be sitting, uh, I think, with my wife at the Eisner's, and there was no seat for me. And I was like, oh, that feels uh, bad. And I think she was nominated that night. I think Mm -hmm. she was nominated for, for an Eisner. I'm not sure whether she won or not. But uh, but it was like there's no place for me, and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, so I pretended to be with the press, and yeah, went and sat sat next to uh, Eric, and, and then um, I had someone from the Bongo Comics table come up and say, Ian, what are you doing here? Uh, we got a seat for you. Come on down. I was like, oh, okay, I really appreciate this. And you were there, I think, with a friend of yours, and it was really nice. Uh, you know, meeting you guys, and that was great. And I stood up, I turned to you and went, So long, losers! I'm going to the tables! Bye, assholes! And then, of course, there's other people around you who are not losers, and neither are you. Uh, but it was like, I just wanted to be the biggest dick I could be. Um, I believe your exact words were, I'm going to go down to the bongo table, so fuck you! <laughs> that could very well be... Whatever it was, it was just me making a big scene and then strutting as big as I it could. It was incredibly funny. <laughs> just, just absolutely side-splittingly funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we got a picture from that night. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow we had the wherewithal to take a to take a picture, which was nice. So I went down. Yeah. And I had I think uh, some free pizza or something at the bongo table. And uh, no, I don't think I don't think Pia won that night because uh, I was sitting with her the night that she won two Eisners. So no to that. And I don't think I won anything that night. Otherwise, I would have had a seat at the table. So was, there we are. Was that the night that you took me to? Like there was one night. It might have been the next year that you took me to some after party, and I was talking with someone, and someone brought up the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't care for that. I really liked the comics. And I and I turned to the guy and I said, have you read it? It's really good. And it was Eddie Campbell. And he was holding his Eisner. <laughs> Oops. I don't I don't know what, what, what you know folks look like. We went uh, David and I well, he didn't draw himself. That's true. He had a comic strip I think called Eddie. Yeah. And it was like it's, uh, the story first story he did was my name is Eddie Campbell, please know me. And, uh, this is what I look like. I wear glasses. I look like this. And, yeah. and he, had, like uh, this. he carried a copy of his comic with him at yep. all times. Um, said, yes, I am that Eddie Campbell. We went to, I think it was WonderCon, Dave and me, 
I think. And uh, we were uh, we were at uh, Nabom Coppola's, Sophia Coppola's restaurant, and uh, and uh, there was an image party that was going on there that we got invited to. And so everyone's being uh, really, you know, uh, there's a guy who's running image, but then there's also Eric Larson is there. Mm. And uh, and so we're meeting people that will become lifelong friends, actually, it turned out, which was nice. Like, yeah. friend with Bigglestone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, friend Tracy. And, uh, and, uh, and everyone's, like, being very respectful to Eric, of course, because, you know, one of the founders of Image. And then uh, Dave says to him, and what do you do? <laughs> Nice, and he got to explain who he was to uh, to Dave, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" I think of that as soon as they said that, there was immediately name? leaning back of everyone away from me. You, what's your name, Ringo Starr? That's a neat <laughs> name. What do you do for a living? <laughs> well, you know what? That reminds me of the time we and went to uh, we went to see Hot Fuzz in Seattle, or we ran into each other in Seattle. Yeah, it's a Hot Fuzz. Great night. Yeah. And then we went out for pizza. Um, and you brought your friend Ed with you. Yep. And no clue that it was at Brubaker. Once again, wasn't wearing a shirt. Was wearing a shirt. Said his and name once on. again, a guy who has done autobiographical yeah, comments. Enjoyed himself in the Clearly <laughs> wants people to know who yeah. he is. Maybe I've got Ed blindness. Yeah, he had longer hair in yeah, the low life days, so. Yeah, you've got bad Ed eyes. Um, yeah, that's po- that's possible. Holy cow, that was a nice experience, though. That was great. You like you go down to. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, my uh, something something that happened with me and Eric. Speaking of like first times and stuff, uh, we were in San Diego again, and uh, Eric was excited to be seeing uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. And it it was playing at the same time as Hot Fuzz or Shot of the Dead. Shot of the Dead. Sorry, Shot of the Dead. And Shot of the Dead was playing like a like an hour beforehand. And I said to you, you should see Shot of the Dead. It's really, really good, and I've been watching Space... Well, I don't know if it's good, but I've been watching Spaced, and it's one of my favorite shows. I think you'd like it. And you're like, okay, but I'm not missing Sky <laughs> Captain. And I went, you know what? I think you're going to miss Sky Captain. And you went, nope. I'm telling you now, brother. There's nothing keeping me from seeing Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. So uh, we somehow seats are available, and so we go to see Shaun of the Dead, and it's the best thing in the world. And then, yeah, at the point where uh, Sky Captain's about to start, you're like, I'm not, I'm not seeing Sky Captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember that. Wise choice, by the way. That screening started with Edgar Wright and um, Simon Pegg coming into the theater, and they had stolen a cardboard crucifix, crucifix from like some Exorcist prequel that was. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like laying in. We stole this. We stole it. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the film. Just brilliant. So yeah, when Hot Fuzz was playing in Seattle, they were having like a premiere for it, or like one of multiple premieres where uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright would be there, and they'd screen another film beforehand that was an inspiration for Hot Fuzz. And in this case, it was Bullet, which they got a little steamed at us—not us particularly, but the crowd—because we're kind of mystery science theatering our way through Bullet. Because there's some parts where there's a fax coming in for ten minutes. but then, uh, yeah, Hot Fuzz starts, and uh, oh, it was just delightful because you knew it would be good, and then it was really, really good. Yeah, that was great. And speaking of Mystery Science Theater, uh, then Eric later writes for Mystery Science Theater and writes That's like uh, the best episode of that season. 
and uh, well, yeah, fun. Sean Stewart and I uh, worked on uh, uh, Cry Wilderness. Well, as did as did Patrick Malina. Yeah, of course. But uh, you know, just keeping in the context of you know critical hit. Um, yeah. Please do. Yeah, please yeah. don't. Please don't, uh, gentleman heckler. Yeah, let's not get confusing. <laughs> I can only what, follow so many threads. But gentleman hecklers was inspired by mystery science, and then got the glowing endorsement of Joel uh, Hodgman, right? Yeah, yeah. Joel Joel had um, mentioned it in oh, like Hodgson. a, a new Hodgson, newspaper. It's like, yeah, yeah, the gentleman hecklers are good because I had met him. Um, my ex girlfriend had got me a. A, a, a massage from him, right? <laughs> yeah. He was giving massages was, for a while. Take us to this, like, seminar on, like, riffing movies and stuff in Seattle. So I drive down to Seattle, and we're doing a workshop thing, and, and I get a chance to to tell Joel about Gentleman Hackles. I happened, like, I had some stuff in my bag about it. I, I think I gave him, like, the little postcard for, we were riffing Megaforce that I've yeah. week. He's just like, oh, that's a great name. Gentleman Hecklers, that's a great name. <laughs> and then he goes, listen... Would you want to come back tomorrow night? I'm doing a one-person show called Riffing Myself, and I want you know the, some of the people who are doing the seminar to come and riff something. And so I, I drove home from Vancouver, and I drove down to Seattle again the next day. Wow. And the crazy thing was, I'm doing the seminar. Uh, there's this guy named Monty who's next to me. And we're just chatting. And... He mentions uh, that he works on tabletop role-playing games. I'm like, are you are you Monty Cook? He goes, yeah. And it was uh, one of the more um, celebrated role-playing game creators. Ah, nice. Um, he he at the time was working on Dungeons and Dragons, and then he left. Like he, he helped create third edition D and D, and then he left at some point to go start his own company which became incredibly successful. He's one of those guys who's like, I got an idea. I'll have a Kickstarter about it. Get a couple hundred grand. Idea comes into fruition. Everybody loves it. Um, so it was it was kind of neat. That moment where I was talking about Gentleman Hecklers with Joel Hodgson and talking about Critical Hit with Monty Cook. Uh, mm. And then Joel remembered me and messaged me and remembered the name Gentleman Hecklers. And that's basically how we got the job. Wow. That's great. So thank you to the ex-girlfriend who got me tickets that night. Great. Well, they, they say it's all in who you vaguely know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later later on, I'd get a comic with the uh, image, kind of because of that uh, dinner we were talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That was also when Dave created Bumble. <laughs> really? Yeah, here's yeah. the situation. Uh, Dave came up with uh, that I, that idea of like, what was your, oh, you can, you can tell it, I'm well, it's, it's basically I was sitting across from two attractive women, and so I wanted to talk to them. So I started pretending that we were posting our things we were talking about onto this made-up site that, called Bumble. And uh, they just... Uh, and you came up with a tagline, what's the buzz? What's the buzz, yes. <laughs> and they, first they were, like, buying it, and then, of course, I was... I can't fool people like that. I have to, like, be honest and... And uh, give away the game because I just feel like it's just so mean to fool people like that. But uh, yeah. Then some people that were there, uh, that were doing a comic. That I think it was called Charlie Loves Robots. Yeah, it was a backup for someone's trip. Yeah, I think it was for, a backup which, in Elephant Man. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Elephant Elephant Man Elephant Man is Elephant Men. Sorry, is, uh, David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> Joint. Yes. 
Um, but uh, it's set in the future and whatnot. And so their social media site, they liked it so much, they just lifted it without credit. And uh, and uh, it was Bumble, what's the buzz? Yeah. And uh, and so that became the regular thing in, in, in that uh, thing. And then later on, someone put it into reality. Oh my gosh. But, well, uh, but I actually tried that, to buy the website at the time. I just thought it'd be funny to have the website called Bumble, but it was actually like held by someone and they wanted a lot of money for it. So I was like, I don't like it that much. I like it, but come on. But if you had, you'd have been a millionaire. <laughs> well, I don't even know I if Bumble still exists. I think it's still going. Yeah. I've been, I've been out of the game for so long. I, I almost got it because I was a big fan of Mr. Bumble from Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. No, you can't what have more bailiff. food. What, what a, a guy. I like him. You know what? This would be a good diet site. Like a guy who just tells you you can't have more. <laughs> and before you eat a meal, you yeah. go like, can I get a second helping? You write it into bumble.com and then uh, Mr. Bumble shows up and goes no! You and then get attacked by the Bumble. Yes. From Rudolph. Oh boy. Oh, the, they bounce. We've established that. <laughs> <laughs> why was that so terrifying? Oh, why was it so terrifying? Because we were little kids and it's scary. I guess so. <laughs> it just seems like there must have been other terrifying things but for some reason that like just Maybe maybe just lured you in with sweet reindeer yeah, yeah. through the rest of it, and then this fucking monster shows up halfway through, Big, and it's like, what the shit is that? Big googly eyes. And yeah. Big, There's it, nothing in the song about, you know, this monster that's going to devour you alive, <laughs> but there it is. Yep. They know how to sell a show. Mm-hmm. And that monster clearly killed people before <laughs> it uh, got tamed. It was tamed at the end, but it was a it was a horrific monster. It's got teeth for a reason. There's a few things that were kind of funny about that dinner. One was that we were sitting farther up the table, and for some reason there was some sort of general reorganization, and we ended up moving down and sitting across from Branwen and, and Tracy. And Eric, uh, not you, Eric, Eric there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the publisher of... Neither of the other Eric's, Eric. <laughs> yeah, not Eric Larson, but other Eric, who was a publisher for Image, he got, like, stranded by himself at the one end of the table. The poor guy who's paying for the meal for everyone, and there he is, like, just left by himself. So long, sucker. But then Dave started talking to him about music, and everything worked out fine. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Well, yeah. he worked for, uh, he worked for Jack Kirby. So he had some really interesting Jack Kirby stories. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, re- a reduced Jack Kirby, not like the, you know, he did admit that he was a little eccentric when he worked for him, but... I was hearing a nice story today uh, being told by Rick Green. Rick Green, okay. Yeah, about, um, about, uh, uh, do you remember the show Prisoners of Gravity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah where he was, uh, his car, he left Earth in his car and it crashed into a satellite. Right, and former uh, guest of the show... Ty Templeton, who's doing quite well right now, uh, drew the opening to that, oh, which wow. was a really great uh, yes, opening. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, uh, this fellow, Mark, oh, I'm missing his, I'm forgetting his last name, but he was the creator of Space, the Imagination Station here in Canada, and also was uh, the owner of the Silver Snail uh, comic store in, in Ontario. Okay. Uh, anyway, he created this show with Rick Green, and, uh, and he would do the interviews 
with uh, sci-fi authors and comic book authors, yeah. and then Rick Green would add himself into it and ask the same questions from his satellite, not of love, but from his satellite, <laughs> yeah. similar, uh, and uh, you know what have you. And they were saying how you know most of the authors were shocked that the questions were good because. You know, whenever they went on like a show, it's like here's someone who does a show uh, books about robots. Yeah. We'll find out more, and they, and they would ask specific questions. They were yeah. like, "Oh shit, you read it? Oh my god!" But this was around the time where Jack Kirby was kind of getting senile, mm. and he was there with his wife Roz, and she was like, "I don't know if Jack's up for this," and uh, and so Jack was a little bit out of it, kind of you know fading, and Mark sat across from them. They set everything up, and then Mark uh, said. Uh, so what was your inspiration for the Hulk? And Jack snapped out of it completely and went, well, here's what we did. And just like laid things down and like woke up. And, and and Mark looked over at Roz and Roz was like stunned by this. She hadn't seen her husband like this in like forever. Yeah. And then she just started crying. And so Mark started crying. And, uh, and then at the end of the interview, Jack went back out again, kind of, and just like oh, wow. head went back down, and that was uh, that was it. But wow. uh, it's a great interview with Jack Kirby that you know we're talking about, you know, the the, the inspiration for the Hulk. I guess yeah. when, I guess when you're a storyteller, that's something that's in you even when you start to fade. You still have that ability to tell stories, you know, and to reach into that part of yourself. Well, I remember that you know my grandmother had dementia, and there would be these deep cuts that she would remember of things and want to talk about and it's like yeah you got some stuff in there and I guess the creation of the Hulk was something like that for Kirby so yeah that was interesting my grandma had dementia 13 which was Rocket Robin Hood was it ever occasionally <laughs> Spider-Man it was both her, de- her dementia was both Spider-Man and Rocket Robin Hood are you thinking Dimension 5 is that Dimension 5 they watched when it was Spider-Man because <laughs> Dimension 13 I Really Coppola film. Yeah, I think, really I think you're right. I think I was because I, I wanted to say it. And I, just, I want I went to say for it, guys. Eight. Gosh, I really, right, we got to look this up. I really appreciate all the pedantry, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strange day once upon a time when I was a kid, and I watched a Rocket Robin Hood episode. Yeah, he fought that guy in this weird other dimension, and yeah. then I watched Spider Man, and it was the same. Yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exact yeah. same episode. I showed that yeah. to, like, to my fiance like watercolor blocks. three weeks ago. I'm like, no, this is what. This one used to go on. Yeah, on the TV. Oh my gosh, that's a terrible show, by the way. All, Ro- all Rocket of them. Robin, all of them. I have this. I, I honestly, Ian, I think we should find out who owns the rights to Rocket Robin Hood. We should pitch oh. something, dude. Here's my, here's my, uh, about that. <laughs> uh, it was like about twenty years, more than twenty years ago, thirty years ago, maybe. And someone was selling the rights to it, and it was one million dollars. And you would get all the rights to all Rocket Robin Hood, plus Max the 2,000-year-old mouse. Well, okay. Do you remember Max the 2,000-year-old mouse? I do not. Max was a mouse who talked kind of like this. And uh, and Paul Fries, I think, was the... Or whoever did all the voices back then, uh, they would just do something historical and they'd talk about... Uh, you know, Alexander Graham Bell. I remember Alex. Me and him used to hang out all the time. Was this and a the, knockoff of the Carl Reiner Mel Brooks thing? I think a little bit. Now, the problem there as well was Cleopatra. I remember Cleopatra. You're 2,000 years old. 
How do you fucking remember Cleopatra? First of all, it's unbelievable that you're a mouse with immortality. <laughs> but even by your own standards of your 2,000 years old, just tell us stories about Jesus, you son of a bitch. Any, anyway, uh, anyhow. Uh, yeah, one million bucks you'd get like Rocket Robin Hood. But some of the episodes had deteriorated enough that you couldn't really make them out. Uh, so they let you know that. And I was like, a million dollars? That's kind of worth it. You could find a use for that. And around that time, I think you had two movies that had come out, which was uh, Robin Hood, the Kevin Costner one. Right. And the same year, The Rocketeer. Yep. And I was like, brother, I got something for you. <laughs> Both of them together to doom. Yep. No, no, I've been thinking about doing a live version of Rocket Robin Hood for a long-ass time. Oops. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be game. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. yeah. That, that Kevin Costa Robin Hood came out the same year as the Patrick Bergen Robin Hood. If you remember that one. I don't. What was that so, one? The one no one remembers. The one, the one, I don't think it got theatrical release in, in North America, just in Europe. And it had Uma Thurman as Maid Marian. Oh, okay. And around, Go on. And around <laughs> the same time, the creator of uh, Robin of Sherwood uh, was trying to pitch a Robin Hood movie as well, but they weren't, nobody was buying because there was just two Robin Hood things that, that had just come out. But if you recall, do you remember the show Robin of Sherwood? Oh, yeah. Nope. So, it, yeah, it's, it's the first time I think they added, like, sort of, a supernatural element to Robin Hood, but they also added a character who was like a Saracen from the Crusades who came back with Robin and fought alongside Robin and his merry men. And the people who made the Kevin Costa Robin Hood um, lacked such imagination that all they did was watch Robin of Sherwood. They thought that this character was just part of the lore, and uh, that's how Morgan Freeman's part happened in the Kevin Costa Robin Hood. Yeah. It, they just were just like, oh, well, it's in this TV show. It must be Kevin. Yeah, and Alan Rickman was uh, uh, sheriff. Was he the sheriff of Nottingham? He was. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was hammy. He was yeah. getting hammy in that. He didn't care for that film. Oh, no, no. It's no, not it's good. Not really, no, it's not <laughs> let's, let's not say it's good, but, you know. What's interesting about that, though, like with uh, Morgan Freeman, is my daughter was telling me a little while ago that in medieval London, they had the same... Like percentage of, of black people living in London as we have in Vancouver now. Really? And they weren't really, and their prejudice wasn't really based in race, it was based in religion. Hmm. So, where the Morgan Freeman character is kind of unrealistic is it was unlikely that a Saracen could come to England, but like an Ethiopian could because they were Christians. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Was that the one with uh, Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do For You? Yep. Um, and then they tried to replicate that success in the three, uh, Musketeers. three Musketeers movie, and it was like Sting and Brian Adams, and was it Rod Stewart? What, three of them? I guess um, that's Three Musketeers. Yeah, and they sang, they sang a song called, I think it was called like All For All for Love or All For One. Or, yeah, yeah, All For One and One For Yeah, because we were doing a uh, parody of uh, Three Musketeers. Well, sword play. Yes. And we're trying to find a way of getting that to there. And then it was like, nah. <laughs> Thank you. There's no need for I this. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have enjoyed that. That's a weird, that that Three Musketeers movie has a weird cast. <laughs> there is no such thing as a not weird Three Musketeers movie. Like, the, the Musketeers were uh, Charlie Sheen, Oliver Platt, and Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. So they're basically going, and Flatliners? <laughs> and, Chris, and Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I forget who the... 
who the uh, the cardinal was. Right. Was it Ellen Rickman? God damn it! If it wasn't, it should have been. <laughs> I feel like I think. I feel like Tim Curry should have been. Oh boy, there's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like he should have been. I forget. I love this not looking stuff up, honestly. (laughs) No, seriously, instead of checking, I'm just like, I feel like it was Tim Curry. (laughs) Welcome to Sneaky Dragon Universe. Although we've gotten we've gotten more like on the ball because Ian has his computer in front of him, so he's he can look things up. But I'm like, what's the point? Who cares? Here's where it was fun last week was our friend uh, and his relative, uh, Jason was on the show and just casually mentioned being in this sketch comedy show that he was a little embarrassed about and was like let's see if there's anything online about that <laughs> well yes there is a review let's go through it it was, a good, like, it was a good review it, it turned out to be a nice review yeah well oh, that's good I had some kids do that to me he was his own harshest critic oh, see um, I run a I run a D&D game on uh, Saturday afternoons over Zoom for a bunch of like 12 like year old kids oh really and one day uh, they decided to Google me okay. and ambush me. So I'm just we're just playing, and there's like Eric, I've got a question. Yeah, um, what is it about the Wong Kar Wai movie Chunking Express that makes you cry? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Umbrellas of Cherbourg? How do you feel about that film? Like, what? What do you? Did you Google me? <laughs> they just they were just reading my tweets. Yep. And uh, I, was, I, I thought I was very amused. Oh, yeah. they, they found uh, they found some footage of me on a live stream. They're like, "Are you drinking a beer?" I'm like, yeah, yes, I'm. I'm over forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that's keeping me alive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if somehow, you know, uh, get kids interested in looking stuff up about you, oh boy, they can. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was a fun thing the other day. Uh, by the other day, I mean quite a while ago, but. Uh, no, no, it's got months ago. Why am I correcting myself? Um, yeah, but my uh, niece was uh, saying, uh, you know, somehow she she was talking about Shark Tank. And there was something about pitching something on Shark Tank. And was talking about Mr. Wonderful, who's, I guess, Kevin Frank or some some such. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and I, and uh, she was bringing, bringing him up. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what he said, who he well, what I said to him, because her brother was there, and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, he rejected your uh, brother's pitch on uh, Dragon's Den. And uh, he was like, what are you talking about? Your brother was on Dragon's Den. It's like, no, I wasn't. Oh, you weren't, weren't you? Okay. So I uh, pull up an old episode of Dragon's Den, and uh, their family friend had a thing called Exer Kids. And it was like little kids oh, exercising things. I think I just missed this one twelve. Oh, okay. God well, damn it. I guess we're going to uh, another school. We're going to Delta Shoppers Mall, people. Going to one sixteen. We're going to see my dad's old dental building. Nice. Wow. Um, Your dad was a dentist. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's happily retired. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a North Delta dentist. Nice. I'm gonna tell my story real fast, please. So, uh, so I bring up the footage, and mm. it's Kyle exercising on uh, on uh, uh, Dragon's Den, and them getting shut down hard by Kevin Frank. Oh, it blew boy. their goddamn minds. <laughs> and it was there. On, it was like it's not gonna be on YouTube. Here it is. Boom. I'm pretending to be a young person who can find shit online. Done. Cool. That was fun. Okay, back to your dad, the dentist. Oh. He was, you know, dentist, great dentist. Did he do your dental work? Yes. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. So it was a little hard because my dentist could ground me. 
You really did have to uh, ground your teeth and yeah, cross. yeah. But like you know, it's like oh, this is the same person. This is this is the disciplinarian in the house, and I'm going to see him for my checkups to make sure I'm flossing. <laughs> Do you floss? Oh yeah. You liar! <laughs> I can tell you don't. At home. I check the length of the floss every night. I've taken to flossing shirt. irregularly. Like irregular just, times, or just in weird ways. Just, just to, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do it like a regular thing because I don't don't enjoy it. So no, it's not it's not enjoyable. But, uh, I had a crown put in the other day. Oh, did you? Oh. What a ordeal that was. My dad always says, uh, "Floss only the teeth you wish to keep." <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was a two and a half hour dental visit. So. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it lasted a while. My mouth was sore. My <laughs> what have I gone by? What was uh, something else? It's one of those things where like, you feel like the dentist has forgotten you're a human and they're just so like concerned about the, the tooth and the crown thing that they're just like like just sh- pushing as hard as they can and they're just ramming things up and down your gum and putting floss in there and whipping it around. And like I cut my corner of my mouth with a floss. Oh. It was so oh, oh. It's kind of like, hey, you know there's a person underneath all this Yikes. gear. But anyway. I lived. I lived to tell the, the tale. I, I always, I always feel like I, I need to make the dentist like me because they've got a hard job, and I feel bad that I'm spending time there. And it's like this isn't pleasant for you. I'm sorry, all the way around. I should have done a better job with my mouth. I'm sorry. It's. I think it's a pretty well-paying job. So. Yeah. What happened though? I think it, either in the '80s or the '90s, of all the insurance companies. I think it was the '90s. All the insurance companies, instead of uh, paying for checkups once every six months. Yeah. They changed it to once every nine months. Okay. And what that did was that just, you know, like, oh, my, my dad's losing, like, so much business because yeah, of this. Yeah, That sucked. Huh. But, oh, my gosh, we're in North Delta. What's funny, yeah. though, is I, my dentist... memories. My dentist was always once a year mm-hmm. for a cleaning. And then he would only do x-rays every two years. Really? He was, like, the cheapest person I ever met. So wow. I think... I think uh, he just kind of trans transfer that into your <laughs> dental care. Yeah, it's good enough. Don't... Yeah, mine was mine was even cheaper. He wouldn't do the X-rays. He just brought a caricaturist in. <laughs> just, uh, open your mouth. Do you like to play soccer? Yeah. What 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 do you do for a job? <laughs> um, does anybody else see that double decker bus? Where on the left? There's a double decker bus in Delta. Yeah. Okay. Delta I... is the England of uh, DC. <laughs> That's love you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time getting out of here. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. It is weird going oh. back. I do feel like we're in Evil Dead and we're, like, going back to the cabin. Well, it's also, like, you know, we're passing buildings that weren't <laughs> didn't even here. exist. Yeah, right? yeah. Before, like, what? Yeah, what is this stuff? Like, where are we? We're on 84th. I'm a little unclear where it's 84th. 84th and 114th. So, so North Delta Senior Secondary is going to be around here, too. All oh. these buildings we're driving by are the new. Police department. Wait. Yeah, NDSS. Is that that's our old yeah. high school? That's yeah. NDSS the there. Yeah. You know what? I, what? I feel like I feel like Gandalf and Moria. That's what I feel. I'm just like I have no memory of this place. <laughs> yeah, this, there's our old. We ra- we ran around that track uh, as part of a little short film we did. Oh, that's wow. right. That's right. Uh, Richardson Elementary is also down here. In the '90s, um, I got to watch it burn. Oh my god! It was amazingly cathartic. A lot of bad memories at There's school. There's the old 7-Eleven. Yeah, we got kicked out of that library. We used to rehearse uh, sketches That's in there, right. oh and then George we wrote Mike. a funny note on the door, and uh, they didn't think it was funny, and then we couldn't go back no more. <laughs> I used to rent laser discs from Phase One Video over there, which I think you worked at at one point. 
No, I did not. I thought, for some reason, I thought you had an employee ID, though. I had an employee ID at uh, 24 Video. Ah, that's what uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this there there was the uh, the Seven Eleven uh, that had quite good video games. Uh, oh yeah, I used were, to. Sorry, used it by Heavy Metal. Yeah, there's, there was a big scoop restaurant yeah. at the mall here. Mm-hmm. Um, Long gone. And uh, there was a pub down there where my mom used to get these things called uh, potato skins, and I was like, that's crazy. The skin of a potato, and you're paying for that garbage? Whatever. <laughs> Crazy. She was there for the beer. That was fine. Don't blame her. I used um, to sneak out of my house and go to that 7-Eleven, because that's where they had um, better... What are they sneaking, going, getting, trying to get skateboarding magazines. <laughs> Thrasher magazine. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm afraid I just bought heavy metal there. Just a nerd. Oh my gosh, can this person drive any more slowly? I think that Pharmasave was always there. Yes, that Pharmasave has been there for a generation. Some things remain forever. I'm sure, no, there would not have been a faux restaurant back in the day. No, I think that's where Big, that's where Phase One. Big I've I've eaten at that faux restaurant, actually. Okay, and thank you for pronouncing it correctly. I was visiting a friend out here, and uh, she uh, recommended we go there. I was like... Sure. Yeah, it feels right now like this shit just got real. Yeah, and like, we got into the DeLorean. We're back in time. I, yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm actually feeling a touch of anxiety. Me too. A like, little I, bit. I, like the should I pretend to play sick so I don't have to go to school feeling. Yeah, I'm gonna try and take <laughs> pictures when I'm in there. Uh, I'm hoping no bullies will steal my camera. You guys realize is, is this gonna be small and inconsequential? Right? I don't. I'm wondering how much free reign they're gonna give us. Or it's going to be, you know, very limited uh, because people will... I mean, some people are going to want to take bats to it. <laughs> I don't know how many people will want to take bats to it. Unless you mean, like, little bats, like little flying bats. Yeah, little flying bats and release bats. Yeah. For justice. <laughs> <laughs> For rabies. Sure, it would have been a good school to get rabies in. I'm trying to think if I worked on the yearbook. I think I did. I did work on the yearbook. What did you really? I definitely did cartoons for the school paper that people hated. Uh, Definitely did. I thought they were good. Thanks. You were were on board way before other people on that. More people on board now. I had had designed um, a logo, like a cover for it for that grade 10 annual okay but they thought it was they really liked it but they, th- they thought it was too ornate or something that it wouldn't quite work on the cover so they put it on the inside oh okay that's good but anyway I'm sorry it wasn't the cover but yeah oh well I wasn't crying I always get confused where the sun god arena is uh, just a little bit farther down I used to swim for the sun god swim team by where those uh, cro- the crosswalk is up there now okay they've added a crosswalk for the safety people but this was always an interesting part of the street here because there's one two three can't see that house four five six seven eight I have to stop because someone stopped in front of me yep. can't see that house but I'm at least there's at least nine houses there that are exactly exactly the same. Yeah. They didn't even like flip them or anything. They all nope. have the same three tipped dormer windows. Yep. It's just an amazing bit of laziness. Yeah, it's fun if you have to deliver a pizza. 
what house are you in? I'm in the one with the blah, 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 blah. Too bad. And so that was the sun god we went by. Yep. So you were a, you were the swimmer? I was, uh, yeah, I used to swim competitively as a kid. I was pretty good, actually. Nice. But I developed an allergy to the cold. So oh, okay. I couldn't jump in a cold water. My skin would turn to red. I don't know where I am now. I mean, I'm... Well, I know we're I'm at, at the Burns school, Street, exactly. We're here. Um, Are we going to park on the street, I guess? I guess. I'm not sure where we park. I'm just going to park here for a second. All right. We're There's people behind me, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, someone's got in. I guess I could have done that. Feels like our tax dollars are paying for this school, so we should be able to park there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go inside and see what happens. Let's go down to the back. There used to be a bike rack here that I, I got punched in the stomach. I was, I was about to say, oh, Ooh. here's the the bike racks. Where it's meet at the bike racks, two forty five. Yeah. No, my fight was on the other side of this school. Oh, yours was singular. <laughs> No, there was other ones <laughs> where it was very one way, but that was one that I actually uh, fought back at, and I threw the person into the crowd because I was so angry at the crowd. I was very good at talking my way out of everything, so I never, I never I, had any such problems. I have a great talking my way out of trouble at the school story that I will tell you on the way home. Sounds good. I'm just going to park right here. Why not? Who's going to say no to me? Park and at Burns View, that's what we're doing. Feels kind of weird, and oh my god. Okay, well, we're, we're entering the school. We'll talk to you folks later. Yes, we'll give you the progress report. Let's hope right. some of that recorded. Let's <laughs> see. Well, it's still... It's it's recorded an hour and seven minutes of something. Okay. Bye. Bye. It is recording now. Okay, well, I'm not doing Muppet voices then. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, well, that's where it's going. Well, I, well, what if the Muppet I'm really was upset played by Jonathan you. Banks? Okay, let's go a little <laughs> something like this. Here's how it's going to go. You're going to be near, and then you're going to be far. Sooner or later, you're going to have to make a decision. Sorry, is Jonathan Banks the guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Yes! Okay. And from Community. And... Yep. From Buckaroo Banzai. And one of the airplanes. And everything else. Yeah. <laughs> All at once. That's the one voice I can do. You can do plenty of voices. I, I can do a few more, but that's, that, for some reason, that's the one I have the most fun with. <laughs> okay, look, everybody who's listening so far and going, why are they off topic? Here's the thing. We just got back from uh, doing... Uh, okay, here's what we did. We went uh, to the school, and then we stopped off at a white spot as we normally do after a show. Uh, but uh, we stopped off at one in North Delta. Of all places. We, of all places. And now we're going to uh, take a look at, uh, we went by Dave's house, old house. Yep. Now we're going by Eric's old house. We're not gonna go by my old house. <laughs> uh, we're gonna wave at the Krispy Kreme. We're gonna wave at the Krispy Kreme, the only Krispy Kreme around. Yep. There you go. Uh, they're wetting down the donuts right now, it looks like, so that's good. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, okay, so we, Give directions to Dave. Oh sure, sure. Oh wait, this will this will probably let people know how to get to your place. Uh, well, they'll know that. Uh, can you take it right here? Here. Jesus.
Christ. That I didn't was pretty sharp. I didn't pretty see sharp the right there. Okay. The arcade is gone. The arcade is gone. I spent a lot of time skipping out there of school was, there. there at the pharmacy, there was a bowling alley here. Yeah, yeah there was. There was a bowling alley. And then there was a strip joint called Tabasco's, which then became uh, Cheers. Am I making a left here? Please make a left. Okay, so, first of all, that... Uh, all right. That, uh, that arcade was where I spent a lot of my uh, high school days. Oh, okay. I uh, played uh, a lot of Popeye there mm -hmm. and a lot of Dragon Slayer there. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, those are those are my memories that no one cares about. But uh, just l letting you know. A seven-layer dragon. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that Nicholson Center dental place used to be a keg. Oh, that's oh. correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go by the old Maz and me. And there used to be a Swiss chalet around here somewhere. Oh, though. really? Died from disinterest. Um, so yeah, just keep keep going, and then you're gonna want to make a right on Lion Road. Lion Road. All right. Yeah. yeah. You ain't lion. Uh, on last week's show, I mentioned that I auditioned for Maz and Me's, which was a dinner theater, right? A company that's now called the Giggle Dam. And my roommate at the time did not give me that message, and so I didn't know I was hired. Oh. It was a time when I was uh, very broke, and uh, then I ended up losing my apartment. So, uh, oh, wow. you know, but you know what? I didn't end up becoming part of Mazenby's. So, eh, you know, it's not that bad. Not that bad. Um, so, listen, we're, we're, we're coming up on, on your house, Eric. Any feelings as we get near the house? I mean, yeah. There oh, we go. you want me to say them out loud? No, keep okay. yourself. We're men. Excellent. Just Jeez, push swallow it down, it down buddy. Push Come on. Push it down, fell, and when there's no more room, just... Find it. Um, nice. This is this is the if you are uh, fans of the Critical Hit Show, which Eric and I do, uh, this is the actual location of the fictional location that we have in the show. That's right. We are going to visit uh, the house that has my parents' basement in North Delta. My parents no longer live there. Right. By the way, <laughs> um, we are passing Siakum Secondary, so your teachers uh, were weird. Why were you, why did you do a production of cabaret and make uh, kids dress sexy? It was weird. Oh. Okay, yeah, not not the best. Oh god! It made it made you. It took your mind off the Nazi imagery. <laughs> so so that's good. Oh boy. Okay, um, go ahead. So you're gonna want to make a, a a right on your next road, which is a right on my next road. Uh, on your net the next the next time you, there's a right turn. Okay. You're gonna make it, and it's it's coming up as 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 this bend is occurring. Okay. okay. All right, so we're going by uh, Eric's, uh, would you say childhood home? Yeah. Okay. Childhood and adulthood home. The last for, time for I was here, we were meeting up before going to see Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. And then make a left here. And this takes you into a double cul-de-sac. A double cul-de-sac? Yeah, see, look at that. It's a double cul-de-sac. And then in the right, make double. a right. Ass of oh the bag. My God. Where am I going? Uh, yep, yeah, right, right here. And it's the one with the Christmas lights on. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do a little loop around in this call all the sack. Okay. Do you want to ring the bell and then get in the car and we'll drive off? <laughs> I've got a bag okay. full of poo. Right. I just carry bricks. one with me wherever I go. They got the same bricks. Okay. That's good. They changed the windows and the paint. Okay. That's bad. I'm gonna take a quick picture of this take house. Take a quick picture because oh, right. now I'm taking a picture of a stranger's house. <laughs> And you're gonna once again have someone at the window. I'm referring back to an old story that Eric told us while we were uh, at the white spot. Yeah, the last time I, I, I went into the, this neighborhood, 
uh, just to show my, my fiance, um, you know, this is where I grew up. And someone appeared at the door and started filming me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's I was like, that's fair. That's let's fair, see yeah. if they do again. Yeah, so um, the folks on this side of that of the place used to use one of those uh, leaf blowers. Yeah. Uh, okay. 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off for six hours. <laughs> uh, people, on, people on the other side were constantly trying to recruit me into their religion. Which, which was? Which was? Uh, Mormon. Oh, oh wow. well, they dress well. Yeah. Well, at least you wouldn't have any fun. <laughs> and then the, the house, uh, the, the, the next house, two houses over, was uh, someone who would, uh, very fastidious, would vacuum their rocks. Vacuum their rocks? With a dust buster. Oh my gosh, was that my mom? And, yeah, and, and I, I used to jokingly as a little kid, I, I, you know, as a, we called them lawn Nazis, mm. and someone um, heard and thought that the guy's last name was Mr. La Nazi. <laughs> like he was Italian or something. And called him that. I like and your neighbor's house. It's a very, it's very, uh, I think it's kind of cool. There's some nice rocks there. Yeah. yeah. It's very clean. Well, they're very clean rocks. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I admire about it. Wow, this is, this is surreal. There, there are other stories about some of the houses I probably won't say on the podcast. Okay. All right, well. Where was the party house? Oh, uh, that's one of the things I can't say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where was the Nazi party house? Uh, over there on the far right, of course. Of course Thank you. Be. That does make sense. What would Jonathan Banks say about this neighborhood? <laughs> Hey, just have Jonathan Banks say exit through the gift shop, please. Please exit through the gift shop. All right. Do we have to go back out the way we came? Um, no. Should we go this way? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we came. This is the way we came? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, um, should I go this way then? Go which way you want. Um, Follow it's a, it's your a, heart. Yeah. It's a crescent, so it'll, it'll come out on Lion Road. Oh, cool. When you go to the other side. Too. I just want to see different houses. This was, this was my trick-or-treating route. Ah. Mm. Um, and you would dress up as... I mean, in 1989, of course, I dressed up as the Joker. Now, we're mentioning that because there was a picture of you as the Joker at the high school. Yes. Okay, it was on the wall. It was projected on the wall in the 1990s room. <laughs> now, was it rotating with other pictures? Yes. Or the only picture on the wall? It, no, it was, it was rotating with other pictures. And there were some, like, high school kids current high school kids in there and they were looking at pictures of like the school dances and stuff and talking about how they don't like as like younger kids they're they don't get events like that i think they said it was only the grade 11s and 12s who get that huh to which i said oh that sucks because there's a lot of great events that were like that when i was uh, a kid that were a lot of fun to ditch yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going I'm going to this. Can you drop me off here? Thanks. Bye. Um, turn right to get out. Turn right? Oh, okay. That's a dead So apparently I can't just go anywhere I want. <laughs> now you're driving straight towards Siakwa. One of the Why do you uh, like Siakam so much, Dave? Oh my god. Boo, so boo, boo, boo. Why is your sports team weird? <laughs> Although I have to admit that I go see nuts. My 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 kind of best friend that I made when I when I first moved to Delta, mm-hmm. when he moved back here from Ontario for a year, he lived in Sunshine Hills and he went to Seattle. So actually, I went out with girls from that from that school because he would just like introduce me to to girls and then I would go on like ice skating dates and stuff with, with them. And I felt like a traitor. Mm. I was like I'm betraying my North Delta roots. But here's the great thing is that. None of them knew me. Like, they didn't know all the stupid things I'd done. Yeah. They didn't see me fall down the stairs that day or whatever. You say you're betraying your, your, your 
roots, but it ain't cheating if it's on ice, brother. <laughs> Canada rules, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. There you go. You, know, you want to get back to? You want to turn left or right? <laughs> well, oh, I was asking what you wanted because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Oh, okay. Because uh, turning left will get you back to 70 seconds. Okay, that's perfect. Then. Okay, sounds good. And that was turning right. And then we're turning right. Oh, did I turn? Oh, I was supposed to turn left. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just had right. I had right in my head. And no, no, no. That's totally okay. That's just how I am. I'm sorry. I apologize. There's no wrong answers. There's no right answer either with me around. No, because you won't turn left. <laughs> you Zoolander. That's right. He just refuses. Let's, let's just follow this person. They'll take us where we need to go. Yep. Following a stranger in <laughs> North Delta. We did this. We did this in Vancouver, Washington, Lisa and I. Yeah? Right. We, we couldn't find, we like, we passed our hotel on the highway, and I'm like, oh, let's just try and find a way back. So I turned off the freeway, and there was a person in front of me, I said, we'll just follow this person. They'll take us to it. <laughs> they should take you. They didn't. Oh! This should take you to 64th. Oh, that's perfect. 64th is even better. Okay. Uh, let's if, get down to the freeway. If anyone's here. listening uh, who lives in North Delta, Someone lost a paper bag on the road. Yeah, if anyone wants to come pick that up, we found it near. Um, uh, we're on we're on Wade Road and Hootersville. Wade Road and 64 P <laughs> Avenue. All right. Um, yeah, so that light there, 64. There's so a garbage right can lit on the road too. Yeah. So hang around on 64. That should get you to the highway, right? Yeah. I'll take you to the Alex Fraser though. A right will take us there. A right will take you to the Alex Fraser. So okay. make sure you turn left. <laughs> and then left will take you to Scott Road or 120. Okay, cool. I'm really, I'm really, I have no idea where I am now. I mean, I know what 64th is, but I just, I would have thought that the freeway was the opposite way that we were going. But, so. but now that I'm going this way, it makes sense. Actually. Yeah, this is highway, this will take you to Highway 94. Nice. At least it used to. I don't know what kind of roadworks happened here over the last seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Because the original idea in Delta was that this would be the major road. Off of off of um, the freeway, but Surrey disagreed, and they wanted 72nd to be the major road, and so uh, North Delta poured all their money into this route, making this into like a, a good sort of freeway, you know, or, or highway from the freeway or whatever, and then and kept 72nd kind of narrowed and not and not very useful, but I guess they kind of eventually they lost the war because 72nd is now a two lane. Super highway through Delta with past the elementary school, which is perfect, of course. Okay, so do you generally know where you're going right now? Oh yeah, generally. All right, then down, let's, down a hill. Then in that case, yeah. Hey guys, what you think of going back to the old uh, junior high school? What were your feelings going into the, through those doors? We went in the wrong doors, and so we didn't get name tags. Well, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Apparently, there's a couple places we could have gotten them if we really wanted to. So, but we didn't. We didn't because we're not name tag people. Because we're rebels. Yeah. Because whenever I fill out a name tag, I always write David Dedrick, uh, associate sales manager or associate regional sales manager every time. So, yeah. Which I first did when I went for a marriage uh, class. Marriage class? Yeah. When my wife and I were first getting married, we were going to get married in an Anglican church, and part of getting married was to take a course on how to make the marriage actually work. Oh! Oh! Wow! So it was like you know how to how to manage a household and how to invest and how to you know all those sort of things. Yeah, I used this to. Looks I, like a, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, not sure, to, I'm not sure how to get on the highway from here. I'm gonna have to change lanes. And this person is kind of where I want to be. I used to write uh, "lose weight now, ask me how" 
because I, I saw that on a, on yeah, a badge yeah. once. And uh, then I was at a uh, TV function, and Vicky Gabbro came up to me and went, I don't find that funny. And oh. I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, and she, uh, she really gave me the business. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, my well the important thing is you're famous, I'm not, and you're uh, coming at me pretty hard for this joke. <laughs> it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Weren't you once a professional clown? Was she? Yeah. Oh, that's the thing then. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough to make a clown laugh. No, she does a good radio show. I'll give you that. She did a good radio show. She did, indeed. And I played her once on a sketch comedy show I was on. Um, that's why she was bad. Yeah, that very well could have been. Okay, so here's the thing. We went to the school, yeah. and this was my thing, was like, I wanted to see two things. One, I wanted to see the theater, because yep. I dream about that theater a lot. And two, I want to see my old homeroom in this weird home ec thing that was like across from it, and uh, possibly the library. So the first thing we do, we go in, and we were like right there at the stage. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and it was like abandoned. No one else was in there. It looked like <laughs> we were just sneaking in, and we shouldn't have been there. And, uh, and we walk into the dressing room, and all the posters that are on the wall literally are the same posters that were there when I was in school in 1983. <laughs> they have not changed it in like since 1983. It's so weird, isn't it? It's beyond weird. It's not even that. They've no even added to it. No one added to it. <laughs> There's not a new poster. Either. Well, listen, the newest poster was a play from when I went to college. That yeah. one was up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I wasn't in that show, but I was that show adjacent. But yeah, they had a poster for North Shore Live, yeah. which was a show I saw uh, back when I was like in junior high school. And it was like, it kind of changed my life, that show. And because uh, it was like so funny, it was the I didn't realize live shows could be that funny. Mm, yeah. And it was like, holy shit! What? Why has no one changed these posters? It was very bizarre. It was like we walked into a room that no one should have walked into, and then it came out of that, and I saw the homeroom kind of space, but uh, two uh, uh, kids were in front of it selling shirts and merch. So I didn't know time. This guy is a little too close to us. Yeah, he's a little bit of a, a little, little, uh, little bit of a wobbly fella. Yeah. And uh, I saw the um, home room where I learned how to make uh, salad dressing with bacon fat. Not a good thing. And then I got to go to the library and there was free cake there, which was nice. That was nice, yeah. And they have comic books there, like graphic novel uh, style comic books yeah. there, which was nice. Yeah. And uh, we talked to some well, I mean, that's people where, we sort of knew. That's where I first read Asterix was in the... It was in Bernstein's library. Well, that was the only, the only comics that they had back in the day were Asterix and Tintin. Yeah. That was it. That and, was it? But in this case, they had, like, understanding comics. They had a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I was like, oh, this is all legit. Yeah. You know? And the interesting thing was a lot of the, you know... Uh, That's right. They also had comics in French as well. Yeah. Because they had French immersion there. Yeah. And, and it was also kind of nice going, like, oh, I know a lot of these creators. So that felt kind of neat. <laughs> so that, that was my first experience. How about you guys? Well, for me, it was for one thing, like going, like you said, we went into the stage area. So that was where I went for band class every day. Mm-hmm. So you, you walked up those stairs onto the onto the stage, which you know would be sep- you know we'd be separated from everyone by just a curtain. So when I think about it now, like people doing gym had to listen to our blaring away with our stupid instruments. Like, but anyway, poor poor them. I'm listening to the theme from Rocky played by a bunch of grade 8 kids. But anyhow, I guess we're over it now, or they're still seeing a therapist about it. But 
the uh, it's just so nice to like or it's so refreshingly nostalgic to walk up those stairs and to remember you know just going in there and that was something I I enjoyed doing because band class was a good opportunity to talk with your friends well you know well well things were happening you know like other parts might be practicing their little bit so you you just have like a little kind of chat while they're doing that so. right so I always enjoyed that part of uh, and then pretty much we met a bunch of people that we knew there yeah surprisingly which was also very heartening you know because I kind of was worried that it would just be us sort of wandering around not that it would be empty of humans but just that we wouldn't recognize people or people wouldn't recognize us and I kind of I am sort of regretful that I didn't have a name tag on actually because I think that would have helped because we've changed you know there was a surprising amount of people recognized me and I thought they wouldn't I thought, like, I look so different now. This ain't going to happen. And it was like, hey. I was like, oh, Jesus, what if you went, gee, you don't kink, right? Whoa. That was, yeah. was fine. And then immediately I'm like, uh, look quickly at their name tag. Hi. <laughs> oh, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Did you see anyone from uh, your old class there? I saw nobody from my year. Interesting. Um, yeah, the person I, I wound up speaking with was uh, a few years younger than me. Uh, or a few years behind me in yeah. school. But so, yeah, there was nobody that I saw. Do you I, think everyone from your year is dead? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, probably, right? Everyone's dead from your year? Because of, you know, the <laughs> curse? Because of the curse, right? The 88 to 91 curse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm sorry. It's called the grunge curse. The grunge curse. I felt weird doing the thing where, like, what are you up to? You know, to, to people. Like, I didn't want to ask people what they were doing for a living. Yeah. Like, that always feels weird to me. <laughs> uh, no offense to uh, our friend Nina's uh, husband, Bob, who, uh, uh, he's disturbed to a degree that um, Canadians don't ask what you do for a living. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, we just keep mum about it. Whereas, like, Americans are like, so, what came to you, an old man? <laughs> old man? I don't think that's how kind of Americans talk. Well, then, Hello, old chap. I'm assuming that they're in the Great Gatsby. Hello. <laughs> Hello, I, old nut. I normally don't tell people what I do because they usually say, oh, say something funny. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the funny guy at work. And then they proceed to tell a racist joke. <laughs> well, you want to hear a racist joke? Well, because you tell them you're a racist, a professional. Yes, yeah, I should say I'm a comedian instead of a racist. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I'm a comedian. Oh, hey! And then, you know, there's all sorts of things. Oh, no. What, what race are you against, old chap? Yeah. <laughs> old bean? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. When, when we went into that, that green room that had all the old posters. Yes. Yeah. There were all these posters for... Which was haunted, by yeah. the way. And anytime anyone else walks in, they see posters from their year, I'm sure. They, they had all these old posters yeah. for all these uh, plays. But that one poster for the film... To live and die in LA. That was odd. But it is a really great movie. It's so a good movie, but what's it? I don't doing? blame them for celebrating it. Yeah. You know what's funny though? What reminded me when we were there was I remember we had like an end of the year band party. So it was pretty crazy, as you oh, can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but I was eating like some Cheetos at this party. And then I was talking to these girls, <laughs> and this one girl kind of meanly said, Oh, your breath smells like Cheetos. To which I responded, yeah, because I was just eating some. Like, what do, you, what do you mean my breath smells like? Everyone's breath smells like something they're eating at this party. Like, why bring that up, weirdo? Do you think she was flirting? 
I hope not, because that's really terrible. Okay. <laughs> she was bad at it. Like, I yeah. think... Okay, listen. If you were... If it was flirting, here's what I... You'd have to go, <laughs> what does your breath smell like? Yeah. And then you gotta, like, I don't know. I wonder if that would go well with Cheetos. And then you kiss. Oh. Maybe uh-huh. I should have said that. Would you like a little Cheetos with that wine? I feel, uh, you know what, that joke wouldn't have been offensive back then, it's fine. I liked, I liked the kids that were excited yeah. about seeing the smoke pit area. Hey, oh, it's yeah. the old smoke pit! Oh yeah, right, yeah! But then I like the arguing, they're like, no, no, the smoke pit was down here! No, it was over there! I Where's the right? Because I guess the one guy was a little younger, Maybe and they good. moved the smoke pit out of the school, because, you know, it got to the point where, like, schools couldn't really, like, be saying, like, yeah, it's okay, kids, here's a place for you to smoke. And as you said, the most luxurious, wonderful Oh, place. the nicest part of the school. It was like this beautiful little garden. I don't know if it was still there because I didn't I didn't notice it. I mean, to be fair, those kids did pay the most taxes. <laughs> I think they did. But, you know, it was a really nice spot in the school. It was like this little uh, garden with an open area. and, and that, But it would just be full of people smoking. So you can, as a person who liked to breathe, you couldn't use it. But I do remember walking by one time. And someone had like their their um, boombox blaring away, and they're playing the theme from Taxi. <laughs> I think I Which, think it's called Lisa or something. Like yeah, that. doodle doo yeah, doo. It's a little music. I was just like, that's weird. What a weird thing to play. Yeah, it does have an odd name like that, like Lisa. Or yeah, yeah. That featured heavily in a Rick and Morty episode recently. Okay. Where it was like talking about how that song really slaps. And, uh, and so during an action scene, they play it, and it's like, you know what? It kind of does. Then they play it over the over the credits, like, you're, you're right, I'm in. It's a good song. No, I think it's a good song. I just thought it Why was weird. Why do you put it down? Yeah, because it's got what, that you nice... want the Nightcore theme? What's your problem? <laughs> it's got that nice a nice electric piano in it. It's great. But it just seemed weird that like a bunch of people smoking in a smoke pit are listening to the theme from Taxi. Like They're trying to relax. They should be playing, like, I don't know, Bob Seger or whatever. Like, uh, whatever Maybe people listen to. Maybe they were trying to ch- channel their inner Jim Ignatowski. <laughs> True. Yeah. People did like Jim Ignatowski back then. Well, was he like, like Father Jim or something? Reverend, Reverend Jim. Reverend Jim, sorry. Yes. Holy cow, Christopher Lloyd's and everything. <laughs> you just, like, go... Uh, you're watching a movie randomly and just, like, Buckaroo Banzai. Holy shit, he's in this. That's right. Adam's family. Of course, he's faster. Of course he's in this. Like, ah, I'm just going to watch some Star Trek. You know, Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I've realized why. Why's that? He's really talented. He's very, very good. There's no two ways about it. My, uh, my dad never left harder than at that scene in Taxi where he's... Sort of cheating the driving test, driving, and you know, oh, what do you do when you see a yellow? Slow down. What do yeah, this, yeah. What does <laughs> a yellow? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. Nice, well done, you. Yeah, it's just like slow down. Yeah. Is yeah. he in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I don't think so. I know Danny DeVito, is. and so is Brad Dourif. So is Brad Dourif, and so is that other weird guy who's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> That's right, Jack. I'm doing Jack Nicholson now. Hey, my name now, I'm Jack Nicholson. Hey, man. Get a right blow. I hope Eric's dressed as me for Halloween. Where did they get a load of Eric? Yes. I didn't know that Bob Dylan played the Joker. Yes. Everyone dance with the devil in the moonlight. Whoa. I just 
watched, grab an enemy and <laughs> I watched the 89 Batman recently, and that third act is such a mess, and I found out why. Why, why, is that? why? Because John Peters rewrote it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And what I read was that, because I'm like, this Gotham Cathedral thing is ridiculous. There's a 150-story cathedral at the end of this street. Yeah. And Batman walks up the stairs to get to the Joker when he's got, you know, he's Batman. He's yeah, yeah. known for being able to, anyway. Um, I read that um, without, uh, John Peters just went ahead and built that model and put it in the movie without telling Tim Burton, just going, nope, here, it's in here. Wow. It's in here. Ah. And they had to re- rewrite the... I'm uh, surprised. See, that's funny because... You, do you know the classic story of the Witches of Eastwick? Because John Peters also produced that. And during the making of that film, George Miller, who was, had come out of like self-financed movies. Yeah. So he was kind of economical when he was doing stuff. And so he was like, you know what? I don't need, I don't need a trailer. Like, just get rid of the trailer and put the money into the movie. Yeah. But to John Peters, that was like, oh, this guy's weak. Like, he's, given, he's giving ground, giving up ground, so he's weak, so... He shows up one day on the set with a guy dressed as an alien. Because E.T. had come out and it had been a huge success. And so he's like, oh, we need an alien in this movie. And the Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> and so he just shows up on the set oh my God. with a guy dressed as an alien. And he's like, I want you to put this this alien guy in this movie. This would be great. Like, everyone's just going to love it. And, like, George Miller's, like, confused. He's like, well, why would I put an, an alien guy into this movie? Like, it doesn't make any sense. George Miller made Witches of Eastwick? Yeah, yeah. Like... Mad Max, George Miller? Yeah, yeah. Oh like, God, Babe Taking the City? Yeah, yeah, you know. And Happy Feet? Yeah, that's George yeah. Miller. Anyway. You know, Justice League, but it didn't get made? Yeah. You know, the guy does the same movie every time. Yeah. Anyway, um... <laughs> so then... But, but what's interesting is that, like, Jack Nicholson, who got hired in the movie by just happenstance, because he happened to be with um, Angelica Houston when she did her audition. She didn't make the... She didn't get hired. But Jack Nicholson got hired to play the lead as the... Devil. As the devilish character... And uh, Phil Devlin. And so he told John Peter, he said, he said, hey, if this guy, <laughs> if this alien's in the movie, I'm walking. <laughs> and so John Peter's backed down. So I'm surprised that he didn't stand up for Tim Burton, but maybe wheels within wheels. Yeah, and I think, I think the idea for the cathedral came up when Jack Nicholson and John Peters went to like the opera and talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so uh, Jack was on, on board on this one. He's all like, yeah, an opera would be great. Right after all the Prince music. Yeah. You know, because then Prince, then the opera. Oh, yeah, yeah. That movie is a mess anyway. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think anyone could deny that. Like, yeah. uh, I really like how they use uh, a map of Vancouver as the map of Gotham City. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? yeah I didn't know that. that. When you see it, it's like, wait a minute, that's, <laughs> that's downtown Vancouver. Funny. Man. Yeah. I wasn't a fa- I think because I kind of got kind of led astray by all mm. the talk and that it was going to be... Uh, kind of like Dark Knight-ish and stuff like that, and instead it was a bit of a goof em up it, yeah. Which is fine, but I just wasn't expecting that, you know, so... The other, the other day I watched um, Housekeeping, the, the um, Bill Forsyth film yeah. that was filmed in Nelson. And the first time I saw it, like I went to the theater and saw it with Lisa, and I was a little nonplussed by it, because it wasn't Gregory's Girl, it wasn't Comfort and Joy. It was this different film, and I was kind of, well, I don't know. And so I didn't really think very much of it, but re-watching it, and believe me, it was like a fresh rewatch because I did not remember that movie at all. No one um, does. Yeah, it was really good. You remember the poster? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really striking poster. But it was a really good film. Just watching it without having any expectations, or even maybe having lowered expectations because of how I originally felt about it, and I really liked it a lot. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. But watching, uh, I've never, I don't know, I've never seen Batman since I watched it in the theater. Oh, it's worth watching again. Uh, Batman Returns is uh, pretty, uh, pretty good. That's a lot of uh, good performances in that. And uh, yeah. a cameo by uh, Paul Rubens. Oh, Playing yeah, the same the, character as, he plays in Gotham. Yeah, the Penguin's dad, right? He's, yeah. al- he's also in Nightmare Before Christmas. What's he in Nightmare Before Christmas? He's Locke, Stock, and who the other character? The little, oh, okay. the, the, the uh, Catherine O'Hara is one. Paul Rubens is one, and then someone else. Oh, nice. I was watching yeah. uh, a couple of scenes from Pee Wee's Big Adventure the other day. Good God, it's great. Isn't oh, it's, it a great movie? It's an incredible it's movie. It's great scene after great scene I know. after great scene. And you know what's great about that movie is it doesn't flag. Like, so many movies like that, especially when they get wacky, like near the end there's that whole uh, studio thing where he's like yeah. going through and it's all kind of crazy stuff. And a lot of movies will just fall apart after that because they just can't recover. Even movies but no, they do, do the exactly pet shop scene. That same thing. They yes. do the pet shop scene, which works so great, and it just totally recovers the movie. And you're like, "Fuck, you guys know how to do this." Oh, oh my god! I mean, for me, I think the biggest laugh in the movie is at the end with painting Mr. Herman. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that's great. It's a great denouement. The little end to the film. I was watching uh, the film uh, "Greatest Show on Earth," as I think I told you, fellas. Uh, with uh, uh, Charlton Heston and Jimmy Stewart as a clown sure. with a secret, sure. and uh, watching it, I went like, "Ah!" I, I see why it won the Oscar. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a big <laughs> film. There's too much circus in it, though. And it's like okay. I'm, I'm just watching the circus now. Get me back to the movie. But uh, after I watched it, I just went, "Oh!" And I did like Big Top Pee Wee, mm. but like I get Big Top Pee Wee now. Okay. You were doing a small version of this. <laughs> uh, absolutely, it makes a hundred percent more sense uh, after okay, you watch okay. this okay. to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that's quite a strong movie. I think if they change his character in a way I don't like, I prefer the the innocent, naive of. Uh, Pee Big Adventure to the more kind of sophisticated. What did you think of the uh, Netflix? Uh, I liked that a lot. Yeah. Joe yeah. Manganiello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very sweet. I yeah. thought it was yeah. very. I loved their relationship, and I love that um, Pee Wee put his balloon gag in the movie because I'd seen him do it on a thing, on a, oh, okay. on a, like a live show. What is yeah. the balloon gag? Uh, it basically just blows up a balloon real big and then slowly lets the air out. <laughs> so it but it, yes. it, it, like over the course of like two minutes, like it yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not stop laughing when I saw it. It was just art. Yes. Yes, what a, what a fertile ground the groundlings were, weren't they? Yep. Whoa. Sorry. I made room for them. I made room for them. What? So many, so many great people came out of that. So. That What's thing. the name? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm for your name. First season of Saturday Night Live. Lorraine, Lorraine Newman. Newman. Yeah, she was Lorraine, a she was a founding member of the Groundlings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so many other things, and also founding member of the Groundlings. <laughs> yeah, was there for the get go. Every so often, she likes a tweet of mine, and I just go, "It's Lorraine Newman." <laughs> this is what? Yeah. Come on. I always felt like she was kind of underused on Saturday Night Live. But. Yep. Yeah, because back then there was a guy who didn't think women were funny, and. Uh, he was kind of the big star of the show, and that was Mr. John Belushi. Oh, really? You didn't think women were funny? Oh, at all? Yeah, he was. No, oh, actively, actively. That's a like a, a, a woman got a like a, a joke, and they'd get mad. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. This is not just a passive situation. Wow, that like is odd. Active. Yeah. How strange. Yeah, dumb, dumb take. It is a dumb take. It is a dumb take. And maybe he would have evolved out of that. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. 
he never got the chance. So. No, there's a lot of uh, dumb guys who uh, haven't evolved out of it, so some do, some don't. And also, we don't have time to wait for that. So, uh, oof, that's what I say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty odd when, I don't know, yeah, it's pretty odd when women were like, obviously hilarious. It's been kind oh, of it's still it still happens, man. Like it's oh well, I mean, there's still right from the get go, like someone like Mabel Norman, who is like the great greatest comedian of her time, totally got like undercut as a director and effed over by by all the people she worked with, you know, and completely written out of like the whole Max Sennett story and everything. You know, but she was like the like of, at, in her day, she was like one of the greats. Like she was on par with Chaplin and Keaton and Arbuckle, you know. And, terms of popularity. And I've never and, heard of her and I feel shit about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately a lot of her movies disappeared over time just from the general just for the fact that 90% of silent films are gone, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was just like with the great in her day and like I say, she directed films, she was like, a, you know, a writer, did, a, you know, did a, obviously did a lot of her own gags and stuff like that, just like Chaplin, just like he. But, uh, unfortunately she died young. Uh, died, I think she died of tuberculosis. Oh shit! Sorry about that. Well, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't give it to her. I did not give it to her. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I thought you gave people tuberculosis. I, I Am I wrong? That was your whole thing. I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, your bit. Yeah, it's yeah. TV Dave. <laughs> TV Dave. That's right. That's what TBD stands for. As, as seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. People often think that about me, but it's not true. Here was a funny thing about the uh, the. <laughs> Okay, about uh, the school. I get people diverticulitis. Oh, anyway, that makes, that makes go sense. on. Um, was uh, they had this uh, thing where like they were some people we met went. Have you been to the eighties room? I'm like no. Oh, you got to go to the eighties room. <laughs> if you did anything in the eighties, it's in the eighties room. I'm like oh, I got to see this eighties room. Yeah. So we walk over to the eighties room. Sign on the door. Eighties room. Yeah. Fantastic. Walk in and there's a projector going showing like black and white pictures of sullen teens. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It looks like this was maybe the 1930s room, but okay. And then there was two binders. Two binders that had, like, you know, certain documents there. You went through it and like, oh yeah, that's a picture of me. Uh, yes. Oh, I found some pictures of myself. Oh, did you? Okay. It, it was kind of underwhelming, you know, when well, uh, there was like, see the 80s room. I... I think they were. It was kind. Of, it was very much sort of band choir centered because they were the collection of the of the teacher who did who who is the band conductor. And sure, sure, choir sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of pictures of people in jazz choir and stage band and all that stuff. So that's where I was seeing me. I was like, who's that handsome fellow with the hair like a helmet? Well, that's me. <laughs> I am glad you found your Joker picture, though, uh, Eric. That was yeah, funny. and it was yeah, and that was in '89, and it was in the '90s room. So I don't, I don't know how they were close enough. <laughs> I know the '80s room. I opened up the binder, 1978. Well, what the hell is this doing I here? Think, I think it's for people who like graduated in, in the '80s. You're making a lot of excuses for the '80s room, and I don't like. <laughs> it. <laughs> well, it's just a room. I mean, all, weren't all of them just rooms? Well, they, technically they were rooms. I can't disagree with you there. I mean, there's not that much they can do with them. Like, they're just classrooms. We spend a lot of time... a one-night thing. I don't think the kids are going to... Yeah. The volunteer kids, of which there were quite a few, uh, you know, kids, yeah. of, kids of an age there. And they seemed to be like... Uh, yeah, they were like wanting to take our picture and stuff. And I was yeah. like, 
Eh, well, people our age don't like that. Yeah, we're yeah, we don't like uh, permanent records. We still haven't ourselves. learned. We still haven't learned that if we take a picture now, in twenty years, we'll look back and go, "I look great." Yeah, we I haven't even learned that yet, and we're. That's I think how it dumb takes a bit of my soul. I, I don't like it. <laughs> um, but we spent a, a chunk of time in the what used to be the social studies room, which is now a math room. Yes, with yes. like two of the social studies teachers were like the cool teachers, and I was yeah. like, maybe I'll say something. I don't want to. No, and so I, ra- I, I, we ended up talking to people we sort of knew in there instead, and it was like I'm adjacent to these teachers, and I think that's enough. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, although I did, I did talk to one teacher. Yeah. And, oh yes, you did. Yeah, and what was great was <clears throat> I was thinking, oh, I hope I run into this one teacher, and immediately when we went in, <laughs> he was right there, and he oh, had an aged a day. No, is that right? I don't remember that I teacher. I think at life all, so. treated him good. Yeah. Where you, what are you doing? Well, I retired from teaching, and then I went to Apple. Then I retired from Apple. Like, uh-huh. Uh, gotcha. Wait, wait a second. How long ago was that? And what's that mean? And, oh, boy, that's pretty good, right? And uh, So you're rich, right? It's, we should roll you is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, but he seemed he seemed very pleasant. And, yeah. I have a feeling, though, he's one of those people who looked old when they were young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and so there's this, you know, there's no aging there because oh, I mean, looking. yeah. If he he could have been he could have been 33. Yeah, you know, I, when I was you know 30 years ago. Yeah. Something I wanted to say to people was, uh, I'm not usually this old. <laughs> I just wanted to let them know that it's like I know you caught me at a time where I'm old, uh, but uh, not normal. So uh, you know, just take that into account. Well, I've never consciously done it, but I do feel like I. I somehow know that um, I somehow know that a reunion's coming up, and I get really into the gym. Okay. And, I, and if someone said to me, "Oh, you must be really getting ready for the reunion," I'd be like, "No, why would I do that? That's weird." How dare you? How dare you suggest that? That I'm vain and, and would think of such a thing? Well, you're using the school gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I must unconsciously do that because every time my a reunion comes up, I'm like the best shape of my life. When the reunion stuff comes, like nice. I have been at the gym hard at it for like two years. I didn't do that this time, so I'm, I'm showing up like full on as slobby as I can be, like you know. No, you still look like a million. Bucks I still look like here. a sure. Thank you. I, thank you very much. Yeah. That if you know, it's a million yeah, dollars that I wouldn't want, but okay. I know. To me, this didn't feel like a reunion because I wouldn't go to a reunion. Yeah. But like it was just a. You know what? Let's just take a look at the place and make some peace with things. Yeah. And that's what it kind of felt like, was like, eh, right. Eh, okay. Like, one of my, like, the worst day of my life was when I, I uh, pulled a fire alarm because I was told, you know, you know, it doesn't go off if the little bar isn't there. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can just pull it. And the person <laughs> pulled it like halfway down and was like, see, oh. it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, that's oh, interesting. No. So I did it and then it went off and it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, everything's terrible in the world yeah and so and it was it was literally the worst day of my life and uh and then and so I, I was like i've got to go back to this fire alarm and take a look at it so that was the last thing i did when i, I thought that's there. what you're doing and the way you went by yourself yeah. oh it was, it, it, i would have gone with you guys it's fine i just yeah. didn't think there'd be nothing to this for you guys <laughs> but watching me walk down a long hallway to look at a fire alarm it's like go, well this was it worth it. There it i'm is. glad i didn't go with you i might have pulled it <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Let me exercise some run. demons for you. And, oh, fuck it. Run. Don't tell me. Yeah, it was not untempting to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. To the point where 
you know, there was uh, someone who recently, you know, was talking about me and mentioned, yeah, this guy in high school, he pulled a fire alarm. It's like it was still a story. Oh my god! So we're talking to you there? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm referring to you telling me the story of uh, of uh, someone who uh, who said that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about it on the show, I think. Yeah, but that was when we were still in high school, right? Did that happen? Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying someone it brought traveled. it. Yeah, it someone, traveled. Well, I'm saying like someone brought it up about a year ago mm. to. It was your brother. Your brother yeah, told yeah. somebody yeah. this a year ago when they were describing me. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh that's right. That is right. What and I was just like, you know he's in his 50s now. And it's like other things have happened. And also, <laughs> there was nothing to it. And also, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're taking. I've this? had a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I've done other stuff. I know. Well, I've won some awards. I don't want to brag about it, but there's yeah, other yeah. criteria you could dip. You could mention that I do a podcast with your brother. <laughs> there's other things to say. This, that's the thing, though, right? Like you have done <laughs> he, all those things. He farted in gym class once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have done all those things. My brother hasn't. That's okay. It's not. So, a, it's not a brother slag time. But it's no, it's fine like, because so to him, that's the way to keep himself. A, you guys are level. <laughs> That's your okay. level. Fair enough. You're level with him. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, anything, uh, Eric? Um, yeah, I got a really good 15 minute story about uh, <laughs> about how idling is bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, so how idling in the city is bad. No, I mean I'm I'm all good. Um, you can always have me back, and I can tell more stories. I would love that. That would be great. Eric and I can both be uh, seen once a month, usually. At the Real Theater doing Critical Hit Show. What else are you doing, Eric? Uh, I'm just starting, fingers crossed, there's going to be a podcast coming out that I'm doing with Patrick Maliha. Oh, nice. Uh, called Comics on Comics, where we talk to comedians about comic books. Oh. Yeah. Nicey, nicely. If only, I, if only I knew people uh, for whom that Venn diagram overlapped. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish I could help you in any way, shape, or form. Excellent. Dave, how can people contact us? I know we're not reading letters right now because we're in a car. Yeah, but we're not reading letters. Trying to think of a question for next week, by the way. Uh... Everyone, if you'd like to contact us, we have a website. It's called sneakydragon.com. Just go there and you can leave a comment, leave your thoughts, leave your wishes, leave your prayers, leave it all behind on sneakydragon.com. We have an uh, email address. It is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Hey, we're on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. And we have a Facebook page, which is called Sneaky Dragon. And don't forget about Patreon. We need Beyond. the money so bad. So bad. Oh, we got habits. Oh, Bad habits. We got caught, caught in a three-card Monty game at the uh, reunion at Burns. I tonight. still swear to God that's where the queen was. <laughs> the queen. I swear to God. I knew it wasn't. All right, fine. Anyway. Dunno. Yeah, there's a lot of there are a lot of people sick, hanging around, yelling a lot of advice. So it was very yeah. confusing. Anyway, ten thousand dollars later, Eric, can you lend me a little money? I gotta get home. Anyway, you're in commercials, right, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 2015. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, but you right. still get royalties for those, right? No, they, they use 4K stuff now. Excellent. Uh, all my stuff was shot in 1080p. Oh, wow. Hey. I don't have the looks for 4K. Oh. I got a 1080p face. 4K. <laughs> 1080p looks, 4K life. <laughs> it's a rap song. Okay, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll... We have uh, no questions? Oh yeah, you got a you got a question people can answer next next week, Eric? Just something, anything? Like a trivia question? Or just like something about life or something that, you know, hey, what's something that meant a lot to you in oh. uh, junior high school? Okay. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. Uh, what was 
uh, if thinking back, the one toy that you had when you were a kid that if you could go back in time and take that one toy with you to the present, what would that toy be? Baron Cars up. Mascatron. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And uh, there you go. You got to wrap it up. This is your show. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to us. We're great. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I, I lied. I'm wrapping it up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. No, no, it's me. Bye. It's Ian. Ian's wrapping up. Bye. All right, everyone. We'll see no, you soon. No, shut up. Bye. Shut your mouth. Shut your goddamn mouth. He, 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 uh, wrapping up. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for listening, Quiet. everyone. Quiet. Bye. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye! <laughs> I give up. Bye! <laughs>